Welcome to the Encourager Podcast, helping women laugh in the face of their discouragement one episode at a time. I'm your host, Kaylin Pullen. This podcast has a hefty dose of humor, a sprinkle of sass, and a truckload of relatability. I'm your co-captain ready to sail alongside you through the turbulent waters of being a woman in today's world. Each week, I'm going to dive into topics like the joy and chaos of motherhood, the romantic roller coaster of marriage, the drama of friendships, the soap operas of family, and how to navigate every part of this dirt road, pothole-filled journey called life without losing our sanity or ourselves. If your life is a perpetually flawless Instagram feed, your children are mini Gandhis who never dare bicker, your marriage is a ceaseless honeymoon where disagreements dare not tread, and everything you lay your hands on turns to gold, I hate to break it to you, honey, but this podcast might not be your cup of tea. But for the rest of us mere mortals navigating the messiness of life with a prayer on our lips and concealer on our dark circles, this is a place where chaos is cherished. Mishaps are celebrated and struggles are toasted to. I'm here to acknowledge that perfection is as mythical as a unicorn doing the cha-cha. This is for us ladies that have beds left unmade, dishes piling up in the sink, text messages left on red, and children who've mastered the art of testing our patience. This is for the ladies who are trying our best, but we're falling short, trying to be kind, but still losing our temper, want to raise our kids right, but run out of patience to deal with them on most days. And we think loving ourselves is a great thought, but we find ourselves comparing everywhere we go. We want to have a rom-com style marriage, but the smallest things set us off like a bottle rocket. And we're dealing with all the other imperfections that don't meet the status quo of being the perfect wife, mom, or woman. If that's you, you're in the right place. I'm here to tell you, you can get up off the couch, turn that cloud above your head into sunshine, and learn to love yourself and your life again, no matter the season you're in. But don't worry, it's not all serious chats and sob stories. Expect plenty of laughter, unexpected life hacks, and ridiculously funny tales of womanhood mishaps that make you say, OMG, me too. So think of me as your favorite, slightly inappropriate, reality check girlfriend who happens to have a mic and a Bible in hand. If you need courage to conquer your biggest fears, comfort to soothe your darkest moments, and strength to push through your toughest days when life's throwing you why me curveballs, a sprinkle of hope, a flood of prayer, and the word is your wellspring turns them into hold my halo and watch this triumphs. The Encourager podcast is not just a show, it's a sisterhood. It's that riotous girls night in where the fun is endless, the laughter is infectious, and the support is rock solid. It's where superwomen come to refill their cups, straighten their crowns, and be reminded that you're stronger than you ever imagined. So grab your headphones, turn the volume louder than the kids' screams, and join me for a relatable session of empowerment, encouragement, and a whole lot of amen. Welcome to the Encourager Podcast. What's up, ladies? Welcome back to the Encourager Podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me. (laughs) I'm excited for today's episode. I'm going to be talking all about negative self-talk, this toxic thing that we do to ourselves all the time. And it's a nasty, bad habit. How I've dealt with it, how I've struggled with it, and how I broke through it. And I'd love to to just share that with you ladies today because I know a lot of the times in our head, we play these games with ourselves. And once once I learned how to get rid of the negative self-talk and how to deal with it, when it comes up in my mind, it just basically changed the game for me. I started seeing myself a whole new way and this toxic, hating, self-loathing kind of attitude I had about myself went away. And wow, just like how it changed me on the inside basically became huge changes on the outside for me. So I want to talk all about negative self-talk today. Um, 
I tried to get through this in the last episode. <laughs> it was like supposed to be two parts, but I went on forever with knowing your worth. So if you haven't listened to know your worth and uh, rec- reclaim your true value, if you have not listened to that episode yet, please make sure to listen to that. It's it's good and important stuff for all of us ladies to know. But let's talk about negative self-talk today. Negative self-talk can be really debilitating, right? And what I mean by that is it's basically like drinking poison for us every time that we buy into like negative self-talk or these negative thoughts that we have about ourselves or things that we say about ourselves. It's literally drinking poison. And Oh man, I just, it, I struggle with this so bad for years and years and years, even when I was the fittest of my life, when I was super overweight, when I was achieving great things in business or academically in sports, I, I dealt with this a lot. And it really, all this negative self-talk, it really fuels these body image issues that we have. It breeds self-doubt in us. It makes us discouraged all the time because we're constantly hearing from ourselves how lousy we are, how we're not enough or how we're not measuring up or how we're not like Susie and why is she so perfect and we suck all the time, right? We got to get rid of these toxic thoughts that we're having. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4, it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Isn't that a strong point? Hey, whatever's noble, and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy. Think about such things. Like it, I know, and it sounds so easy when you say it like that, right? It's, oh yeah, of course, I'd love to just think about all of those things all the time. Oh, but it's not, it doesn't always go that way on the bad days, on the bad hair days, on the days that like my jeans ain't been how they did two weeks ago. Or after I get back from vacation, like it's hard to implement this kind of practice and mentality on the day that we're like, we feel we're not measuring up or that there's something wrong with us or that we're not enough. And when you're in the heat of the moment of putting those jeans on, we're certainly not thinking about this verse of, oh, I need to think about what's admirable and lovely and pure and excellent and praiseworthy. We're not. But how do we position our minds? to go there instead of going to the negative self-talk. So what this virtually means is that we should focus on the positives about ourselves and not dwell on what we perceive as imperfections. And I say what we perceive as imperfections is because what we see as like our biggest flaws and our imperfections, like other people would probably kill for that. Someone said to me after I'd competed and was 9% body fat and everything I was talking about in the last episode, and I was you know, had gained weight and then I'd lost some again. And I was like super fit. I wasn't like absolutely ripped and shredded. Like to me, what was like the pinnacle of my body (laughs) and all my six pack and everything. And I was in this place of, oh, I feel like embarrassed and ashamed because my body doesn't look like that anymore. Right. And I'd shared that with someone and they said to me, it was my husband. It was, it was Brandon. Of course it was Brandon. He always has his wisdom for me. His young age of 30. Yes, I'm a cougar. I am 33. I will turn 34 this year. And I did not know he was younger than me when we started talking and dating. We started talking basically through face. So I'll have to tell you guys this story on a different episode. But I didn't know, okay, that he was younger than me at the time. I thought he was older than me because all this wisdom. But I had said that to him. I felt like I just, you know, I'm in this bad place with my body and all these things. And he said, do you realize you're like in the top 1% of physiques? Yeah, you don't have like your six pack like bulging out anymore but do you realize that people would kill for this body that you have right now 
Do you know when I was struggling with like all my like tiger marks on the sides and from like weight loss and being pregnant and not and was like self-conscious about them? He was like, do you know that there's women out there who can't have babies that would kill to have those marks that you have right now? And I'm just thinking to myself like, oh my gosh, is that not so true? There's people out there that would literally kill to get pregnant and they're not able to get pregnant and they would literally kill for it. Like this thing that I'm complaining about is someone else's, I wish I could have that. I wish I could have that. And so we just have to flip it sometimes because we perceive certain things as imperfections when other people like see it as something they wish to have or they wish they could have. And we have to realize like our imperfections, like what do they matter? It's so silly to say, but who cares? I don't care. If people that you're around care, then get new friends. <laughs> and why do we take on so much of trying to hide our imperfections when really it's what makes us unique? Like my quirkiness and I am like, you guys, I am a firecracker, like firecracker. I'm a debater. I have a very strong personality or like my eyelashes don't match right now. Like one fell off. And so when I blink my eyes, it's all weird. And yes, I could worry about what the YouTube comments are going to say about my eyelashes being all wonked out right now. But I don't care. I got to the point of I don't care. Are you guys perfect all the time? Are all of your nails perfect all the time and never chipped? You never got dirt under a fingernail like I do right now. Come on. And so you have to really weigh it on the scale of what actually matters. Like these imperfections that we like try to cover up and try to hide and try to pretend like we don't have. And at the end of the day, what? why does it really matter in the first point? It matters because Susie has a measuring stick. And if you have a chipped nail, she's going to think less of you because, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that you have a full set of nails and one of them is broken. You guys are going to judge me because... I got an eyelash that fell off because I've been working all day <laughs> and like it came off and I haven't had time yet to put it back on. If you're going to judge me for like my freaking eyelashes, like that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. And you guys got to start thinking of it that way. The imperfections that I'm trying to cover up for other people not to see like my stretch marks or my little tiger marks or my personality a lot is like a lot it is too big for people sometimes. And what's funny is. I could and I went through a season of kind of hiding my personality and not being myself and trying to like be the quieter one and sit in the corner. And I, I tried to do that, but it wasn't me. And it was so uncomfortable having to live that way all the time because I thought other people would think, oh, she's too loud. And it's like an imperfection that I had. That's my personality. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of living life this way. If I'm not going to have friends, these friends, because I just want to be myself, not in a mean way, not of just, oh, I am who I am and I'm never going to change and I'm not never going to listen to you. I'm going to talk over you all the time. Yeah, I used to be like that. I used to just talk over people all the time and not really care to listen ever. But I've grown past that. And so this little imperfection I thought I had, if I'm going to lose friends over being myself and having fun and making jokes and just being my quirky, weird self and dancing when I want to or giving weird movie references that's on you. That's on them that they don't want to be my friend. But I'm not going to hold back who I am or try to hide and cover things up like broken nails and eyelashes and like that. I, the fact that I haven't had a pedicure in like freaking eight months because I just haven't had time to go to the nail salon. And I'm not going to go to the pool because, oh, I don't have my toes done. Right. It's oh, like, who cares? And first of all, you got to stop caring about what other people think about your imperfections. OK, I would say I got the crash course having a big following on social media. It'll, it'll go one of two ways when you have imperfections. And 
when people start calling out those imperfections, you could either be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that about my eyelashes. I should stop wearing them. I should stop doing them because I had an eyelash off and everyone's making fun of me. Or you can just lean into it and be like, guess what, guys? I had an eyelash fell off. Okay, I don't care and you shouldn't care either because if you care that my eyelash fell off or they're too big for you, cool. Don't watch. Listen instead where you don't have to look at my eyelashes. But we need to really focus on the positives about ourselves instead of dwelling on the imperfections. And this really hindered me for a long time because I always felt like I had to cover up things or hide things or put on a certain mask or a certain persona or have certain things. And I just, I can't tell you how relieving it was when I finally stopped caring. After people started coming at me, oh, I hate the sound of your voice. Oh, you have a man's voice. Oh, you look like a man when I was super fit. Or your eyelashes are stupid and it looks like you have spiders on your eyeballs. (laughs) Or your hair's super frizzy. I'm like, yeah, guys, my hair was braided last night when I went to sleep. If you can see it right now. My hair was braided last night when I went to sleep. And yeah, like I brushed it this morning and it looks how it looks. And I can come on here. Like I didn't go get ready for this. Like I didn't go straighten my hair because I was worried you guys would be like, dude, her hair is whack today. I wasn't worried about it because those things don't worry me anymore. Because guess what? I'm sure there's certain days your hair looks whack too. We're all women. We have busy days. Those are one of the days for me. And but if you allow it to dictate your life and the things you do, if I was like, oh, I have 30 minutes to record this podcast right now, but I have to go make sure I do my hair first. So I'm afraid of what people think of my messy hair with a hat on in this episode. And it stalled me just coming on here and being myself because I felt like I had to go get ready. I used to do that. And I had to go try to be perfect and trying to hold this like perfection standard of myself and not to show any imperfections. I'm like, oh, like people are watching me. Like, People are commenting on the way that I look and the way that I sound and how my personality is and that I have too much energy and am I on drugs? And I'm like, no, I'm not on drugs. I just have a lot of energy. I get really excited. Okay. And but it's if I would have went and straightened my hair or fixed my hair before I came on here because I was worried about the way that you guys would perceive my hair and this imperfection of my hair today, who loses here? I lose because I care so much about what other people think. That I'm too afraid to do the thing that I need to do. And guess what? Even if my hair is straight right now, there's still be people making fun of my hair. There's still be people saying, oh, your hair looks stupid. It's frizzy and looks like you never wash it. I'll be like, yeah, that's true because I use dry shampoo like six days of the week. And so you got to let go of this standard of needing to look perfect in front of people and hiding imperfections. And I think for me, I think one of the reasons why my following grew the way that it did Not that we're talking about following here, but it's just like women miss like real life women. And like, when was the last time you just took your bra off, didn't brush your hair, didn't put no makeup on? And no, yeah, no makeup on is where I draw the line. I put my makeup first, like on first thing in the morning, or I feel like I don't work. I don't take the day as seriously because I feel like I'm not ready for the day. So I do my makeup for other reasons than, oh, I need to look good on camera. I don't care. I'll come on here without makeup. But for some reason, When I put my makeup on, I feel like I get out of the the sleep mode or the resting mode. Like I don't wear makeup on the weekends and stuff. We're laying around. I'm not wearing makeup. But it just, I feel like I'm in too much of a relaxed state where I don't get anything done if I don't put my makeup on. Then I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the day. It's kind of like my armor that I put on before I go to war. But we got to get out of this dwelling on our imperfections and trying to hide them. And for me, I remember creating content all the time, creating ads all the time. And I remember having to, when I was like scheduling, like when I'd film them and stuff, and I was doing this sprint of content 
and I was going live every day or whatever. And I remember getting so stressed out because I'm like, I'm not ready to go live. I have to get my makeup on. I have to get my hair done. Like I have to present myself right. And I'm like stressing about what I'm wearing and what my hair looks like, what my makeup looks like and showing up and like trying to be perfect for everyone. And people still making fun of me and people still making jokes and people still saying really mean stuff and bullying me basically, even though and because I had put such a priority of showing up to be perfect so people wouldn't do that, that it didn't change anything. It only changed me. It only changed me bowing to other people's standard of what I should look like when I'm on camera and what I should do and how my hair should look and what my makeup should look like and what color lipstick I should wear and that my hat is stupid or whatever. And so I was bowing to all these all these kind of keyboard rambos and their expectation of who I should be showing up as instead of showing up as myself. And so who in your life right now what situations and what scenarios are you having to bend to what you feel other people's expectation of you is and they have the measuring stick out for you and then I just want you to in your mind right now just freaking shred their measuring stick because guess what no one else gets to measure you but God and guess what he's not measuring you on your makeup and your hair and your nails and all those things he's not measuring you against any of that at all ever And so we have to lean into these imperfections and be comfortable being who we are, right? And when I say who we are, I don't just mean I get to be whatever I want. I get to do whatever I want. I get to say whatever I want. That's not what I'm saying because God's measuring stick measures against that. It measures against that. It doesn't measure against my eyelash right now, okay? But it does measure against my character and how I treat people and my kindness. And so what measuring stick are you actually using? And are you allowing other people to use a measuring stick on you? And that's causing you to have discouragement. So one of the saddest things beyond just me and like my struggle with negative self-talk and my imperfections, because that's where most of the the negative self-talk comes from, right? There's this imperfection that we have that we are self-conscious about. And then we have thoughts about that imperfection, right? That's negative self-talk right there. That's like the thoughts of the enemy. And so then like the enemy will come against our mind being like, if I'm someone who has this imperfection of I don't fit in my jeans right now, which is jean shorts right now, which is totally true. Okay, just so y'all know, the shorts I had last summer ain't fit in this summer like they fit last summer. (laughs) Okay, and so when I'm in there being like, dang, number one, these are too short. I need to get some new shorts. I haven't bought new shorts in five years. I need to get some new shorts. I've just been recycling shorts in and out of my skinny and thicker seasons. Just recycling them (laughs) over and over. Whichever season I'm in at the time, that's the shorts I pull out. And as I'm putting my shorts on, trying to fit my shorts, they don't fit. And I got thoughts of the enemy being like, I I can't believe you don't fit in these shorts. I can't believe you can't get these buttons. Oh, look at that muffin top you got. Oh, you can't breathe in these shorts. Like you've gained all this weight. And that's all the negative self-talk that I'm having around putting on a pair of shorts. And so it's like recognizing it that number one, who cares? It's a, everybody goes through seasons. Everybody got to pull out different pant sizes and different short sizes at different times. I'm not special or unique in that at all. You got, you ladies can agree, right? And so these imperfections are used against us in our mind to, to make us feel like as negative self-talk to make us feel like we're not enough. We're not worthy. We're not measuring up. And one of the saddest things that I've heard over, I've worked with 
we had 750,000 customers and I would do lives and Q and A's and things all the time. So we'd have events and women would tell me, and this is like the saddest thing is that the moms who would share their testimony and they would be like, the reason I want to lose weight. And there was dozens of women that have said this. The reason I want to lose weight is because my child is my daughter or my son are calling themselves fat. This negative self-talk and these things that we say to ourselves and we look in the mirror and we're like, oh, I'm so fat. Or no, I don't want to be in the picture. No, I don't want to go to the pool. I don't want to be in a bathing suit because I'm too fat. Like I'm fat. Or no, I can't help you with your homework because I don't know it and I'm like, I'm not smart enough to do it or I'm stupid, or I'm too mean. All these things that we say. And these women were talking about their kids calling themselves fat. And I was like, where did your child learn to call themselves fat? Like, how did they take on that lens and that identity, right? And the mom, 100% out of 100% of the time would say, they hear me say it. They hear me say it. When I'm frustrated or whatever, those words will come out of my mouth. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what you say about you, what you say about you is what your kids will say about themselves. All right. Your negative self-talk, the things that you say about you, this looks stupid on me. I look so bad. I'm a whale. Like I'm a beached whale right now. Like all these things that we say to ourselves. And sometimes a lot of the time it'll come out as a joke that we're joking about ourselves. No, you don't want this beach whale doing this. Or I'm too fat to be in that two piece. I got to have that grandma one piece or whatever. That's like the words that actually come out of our mouths. But what you say to you is what your kids will say about themselves. So I know a lot of the times we're talking negative self-talk, negative things. Like we don't see the impact necessarily on ourselves that it's having. And we're just like, yeah, it's just a thought I have all the time. And this is the way I feel about me. But if you realize the impact that has on your kids or on your friends or on your siblings or on your family other family members when you're saying that about you maybe they're heavier than you so if you're calling yourself fat how does that translate to them they're like oh I definitely should call myself that now but what are you teaching your kids to speak over themselves when your negative self-talk is happening and you are trying to hide your imperfections and you aren't comfortable with the things that make you imperfect what does that tell your kids and the people around you about themselves right How are you teaching them to see their bodies or their abilities, right? When you're saying I'm not smart enough or I'm too bad or I can't do it or like I'll never get this promotion or I'll never, no one will ever want to be with me. What are you teaching them to say about themselves? Because really, honestly, in your eyes, parents are like superheroes. Everyone, everybody in my house thinks Brandon is like Superman and I'm Wonder Woman And I'm, and even if your kids are older and don't admit it, they do. Okay. They do. Or they'll see it one day. But, but the thing is like when you're speaking these things over yourself and you're looking, instead of looking in the mirror and being like, I'm fat and I'm ugly, or I'm just never going to be enough, or I'm never going to get this promotion, or I'm never going to achieve this thing. I'm never going to be able to do it. We have to replace those thoughts with affirmations based on God's word. Because when you're speaking those things over you, your child is seeing you say that about yourself. So they're like, wow, if like my Wonder Woman mom is saying that about her, then I'm not as great as her. Then I must be even worse than that. I must be like really not smart if my mom's saying that she's not smart enough. I really must be not be smart. And so you have to see the impact that your words not only have on you, 
because it causes all this self-doubt for yourself. Like you're never going to be able to hate yourself to your goal weight, to your goal achievement, to your goal career. You're never going to be able to hate yourself there, right? And that's like the epiphany is once you start telling yourself, I can do this, I look great, I'm beautiful, no matter the size I'm in, watch the weight fall off of you when you start talking to yourself like that instead of I'm so fat. Right. And I think the F, the fat word, like I call it the F word and it's my real F word because I hate that freaking word. I hate it. Too many women say it to themselves. But we have to replace those thoughts with the affirmations based on God's word. Like you need to instead say, look in the mirror. And maybe if you can't even say, if you can't even say I'm beautiful yet, I couldn't in the beginning. If you can't, then you just say I'm fearfully and wonderfully made or I'm loved by God. I am enough. I'm more than enough. And you start filling your mind with these affirming and positive thoughts. And when you start giving life-giving thoughts to yourself and how you see yourself and how you speak to yourself in the mirror and how you speak to yourself in your everyday life, when you have all these ears listening in, it's going to impact them of how they think about their self. So by filling your mind with these affirming and positive thoughts, like we start to crowd out like all the negative self-talk that is so damaging, not only for ourselves, but for our children. It just gives space for things to actually happen because if you're someone right now that's struggling with this and you've been like stagnant in areas, if you've been stagnant in your health and you think about it and you're like, yeah, I've been like telling myself I will never be able to eat healthy or I've been telling myself that I'm fat or I've been telling myself that I don't look good in this outfit. Are you succeeding in the health area? And then the same person, maybe at your career, you're really succeeding. You're really doing well. And over there, you're telling yourself, I'm the best. I'm the best at my job. I I get this done. Nobody else does it as good as me. I'm the number one. Everybody else half butts it. And I go all in and I'm amazing. And you're achieving in that area. Think about the difference in the words that you're speaking to yourself, right? So how do you translate that over? And even if you don't believe it yet, you just got to go to the word, read what God says about you. Start with those things. Start with those affirmations stand on those words. And I don't want to give them to you because I want you to go find them for yourself, the ones that speak to you, because my list is not going to be the same as your list. You can't use mine as affirmations for you. So do a simple Google search. What does God say about me? What does God say about my identity? What does God say about who I am? Right? And then find the ones that stick out to you and just start with those as your affirmations. When negative thoughts come in your mind, you replace them with good ones. So as soon as I hear, oh, you look so fat in this, Maybe for me, it's I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Maybe it's God loves me so much, just like I am, no matter if I fit in these shorts or not. That's a statement that I would say instead when I have that negative self-talk and those thoughts. And so go find those words for you. Pick five. That'll be like your go-to. Put it on a piece of paper. Put it on your bathroom mirror. When you brush your teeth in the morning, read them. So when I have those thoughts of, oh, you just care about this, or like people tell me like, oh, you just care about money or you're just in it for money and all these things. I'm like, no, like actually I'm not. When I have those thoughts in my head, I'm like, that's not who I am. I read those things who I believe I am. And so the more that you can just speak those positive thoughts and those positive words and those affirmations into your mind, like your mind will automatically start going there instead of going to the negative thoughts. And but if you don't replace them with something, it's like a smoker, right? When people stop smoking cigarettes, It's hard for them because they're used to like the actual like inhale and the exhale, right? That's why a lot of the times like the chewing gum doesn't work. And now you see people 
that will smoke like the nicotine free vapes and stuff when they're stopping smoking because it's the action of it. And they're so used to that action that it needs to be replaced by another action. So whether that's the chewing gum or maybe that's having a you see them all with toothpicks in their mouth just because it feels like having something in their cheek and they'll play with the the toothpick like it's a cigarette. And so replacing that habit of the negative self-talk with the habit of the positive self-talk like it is a process, right? It doesn't happen overnight. But as soon as it pops into your mind, you need to think, okay, that's not a thought from me. That's a thought from the enemy. Like God doesn't say that about me. And that's I'm in disagreement. I am in disagreement with that thought. That's why I say. And then before I told you guys about pulling the thoughts out of my mind and, and casting them down. But when thoughts like that come in my head, I'm like, that is not God's word for me. That is not what God says about me because I went and looked up what God actually says about me. And I seen on those words. And so I come out of agreement with this thought. That's all I'll say. I'll be like, I come out of agreement with this thought right now. And I cast it down because God loves me no matter what pant size I am. And it's interesting because when you actually put this into practice, I see them as like red flags, these like thoughts that come in as red flags. And as they pop in my mind, I'm like, nope, that's not mine. Like nowadays, it's just, nope, that's not me. Nope, that's not from God. Nope, I'm not listening to that. And I literally just come out of agreement with it and I cast it out of my mind and I'm like, boom, done. I don't sit and think about it. I don't sit and pout about it. I don't go open up a tub of ice cream. Because I know where the thought comes from. I know why it's happening. I know that it's an attack on me, attack on my thoughts. And that's how the enemy works, you guys. Works in your thoughts. Because if he can get you all not believing in yourself, thinking you're less than, thinking you're alone, thinking all your imperfections are so magnified to everyone else. Truth be told, most people, your imperfections, they don't even notice. <laughs> they don't even notice. So they're too worried about their own imperfections that they definitely ain't looking at yours. Because you got an eyelash missing, but they got a nail chipped and they're, they've are they been sitting on their nail the whole time of lunch because they're worried about it. Or they've been like holding their belly, like covering their belly with their arms. They're so worried about their imperfection of the muffin top that they ain't noticing your eyelash. And so we just we have to come out of agreement with these thoughts and we have to recognize them for what they are. And we have to say they're not ours, but you have to replace them with what God says about you. And you have to replace them with your affirmations that you've chose or there's nothing actually crowding out the negative thoughts. If you don't replace it with something, it just becomes an echo chamber for the negative thought. What are the things you're going to replace them with? Go find five things that you're like, I want to stand on these five things about who I am. And so I get to stand on those things instead of allowing this imperfection of my eyelash being off be the only thing I can focus on and think about and worry how other people are perceiving me and what other people are thinking right now. I don't think any of those thoughts. I'm like, I'm so far past that because of exercising this that I just hope that you guys put this into practice like today, like yesterday. So this is like your homework (laughs) before the next episode is you got to do this. You got to spend the 10 minutes to do this. If you're using Google and not like opening the real Bible, it'll take you five minutes to do this. Just go search Google. What does God say about me? Identity statements, scripture identity statements about who I am, right? And stand on those and keep them close and put them on your bathroom mirror. And when you brush your teeth, read them every day. But when you wake up, read them every day before you go to bed, okay? I just want you guys to realize you are an incredible creation literally shaped by God, each of us. He knows the number of hairs on your head. And so when you start to see yourself through his eyes, 
and you start replacing negative self-talk with positive affirmations about what he says about you, it truly becomes a transformative experience. You're going to start seeing yourself in a way that you never thought possible. I know self-love is like an overused term, (laughs) overused term towards us women. We hear it all the time everywhere we go, but I'm being serious. You're going to be reintroduced to yourself because I believe if you wouldn't say it to your kids, you shouldn't be saying it to you. If I wouldn't go call my daughter fat, which you should never, ever, I will come beat down your door if you ever do that. If you're that person, I will come beat down your door. But if you wouldn't say it to your kid, don't say it to yourself. If you wouldn't call her fat, don't call yourself fat. Because guess what? She's going to start repeating that to herself. If you wouldn't call her stupid, don't call yourself stupid. If you wouldn't call her a beach whale, don't call yourself a beach whale. And so this is like what I live by now. If I hear a thought in my head or I hear something come out of my mouth, that's I do not I would not say that to my daughter. Don't say it to yourself. Why would you say it to yourself if you wouldn't say it to someone else? But we have this like loosey-goosey relationship with ourselves where we think we can just tell ourselves anything, but that's not true. And you have to regulate that. You literally have to regulate that in your mind and say, when a thought comes in or you say something out loud, would you say it to them? No. If no, if you wouldn't say it to another person, if you wouldn't say it to a child, right? And if you don't have kids, would you say it to another kid? A really cute kid, would you tell a kid that? Would you say that to them? No, because it would destroy them. It would destroy them. So why are you saying it to yourself? Why are you saying it to yourself? God wouldn't say it to you. You're his child. He wouldn't say it to you. Why are you saying it to you? So we have to separate those things. And so the next time that those pesky thoughts start to creep in, you got to return it to the sender. You know what I mean? You got to return it straight to the sender. All right. That's what I do. I'm like, I send this thought back to the pit of hell because that's where it came from. Because guess what? These shorts might not fit this summer, but who cares? I'm working on it. I've got it. I'm working on it. And I leave it to that. Send it right back to where it came from. And you got to remind yourself for his love for you, no matter what, for God's love for you, no matter what, because you're fearfully and wonderfully made. It's one of my favorite scriptures. And I stand on that and I'm like, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made outside of the size that I am outside of the pants size, the dress size outside of if my eyelash is missing today, like I am fearfully and wonderfully made no matter even with the eyelash missing. <laughs> So, so ladies, if you wouldn't say it to your kids or you wouldn't say it to a kid, don't say it to yourself. When you have those thoughts, you need to send them back to the sender. You need to cast them out. You need to recognize them as red flags. And you need to go find the affirmations that you're going to stand on and replace that negative self-talk habit with. Go find those words for you. Set them as your wallpaper. Make yourself a little image, right? Write them on a note card. Paste it up on your bathroom mirror. Set yourself a reminder a couple times a day to pop up and tell you how awesome you are. I literally had a notification for years that just would pop up and be like, you are awesome. I'm like, yes, I am awesome, right? Because <laughs> I'd be feeling like I'm not awesome. My little reminder would go up off. You are awesome. I'd be like, yeah, I am awesome. I'd stand in agreement with it, even though I didn't believe it yet. And eventually I believed it. And that's how you got to play this game of negative self-talk versus positive affirmations. Ladies, I really hope this helped you today. Start to see yourself and talk to yourself better. Love yourself a little more. Even if right now it feels super uncomfortable, you just got to start making one move at a time. One move at a time. What is the reason that you can't stand in the mirror and look at yourself in the eyes and say, you look beautiful. I'm beautiful. I love you. I love my body. Think about that. If that's hard for you to do, and you can go try it right now. It was way harder for me than I ever thought it would be. 
But if you struggle with that, why is the reason behind that? Because you've been telling yourself so much crap about yourself that it's hard for you to believe that you actually love yourself. Because if you're telling this stuff to your kids or you're telling this stuff to another person and you ask them, do you love me? They would be unsure because it's like the way you talk to me isn't like you love me. You don't talk to me like someone that you love. So why would I believe that? And so we got to start believing it about ourselves, leaning into it. Even if we don't believe it yet, we just got to keep speaking it and eventually we'll believe it because there was a time where you didn't believe that you were fat. There was a time where you thought your imperfection was cool or you thought it made you unique or you weren't even worried about what your hair looked like, right? And so we got to get back there and it can happen because it happened through the pattern of negative self-talk that made you believe that's who you are. But through the pa- pattern of positive affirmation and staying on who God says you are and leaning into that and listening to that and speaking that over your life, speaking those life-giving thoughts of your life, it'll bring you back through that same pattern of positive. It'll bring you back to believing positively about yourself instead of negatively about yourself after speaking so much negative self-talk that's led to this negative outcome. All the positive will lead to the positive outcome of one day you'll look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I love you, girl. You are so awesome. You are amazing. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you'll be able to say it with a smile and like you mean it. So you just got to keep practicing. Before I pray us out, ladies, please leave me a five-star review on here. You guys have done, you've been so amazing and so great. Please, it helps me so much. It helps me so much with the algorithm and just the charts and everything. I don't want this to be about me. I want ladies to be able to find this that need it, that need encouragement, that need hope. And by just taking two seconds, just clicking the little five star button, it just it helps so much keep move this podcast up. And I feel like this is our thing. This is not my thing. And you don't have to leave a comment if you don't want. I love the comments, though. If you have five seconds, I I read every single one. I appreciate them so much. They mean so much to me because I need encouragement, too. I'm doing like scary stuff over here. I'm out of my element. I'm sharing a lot about myself that no one even knows. And so they've been very encouraging to me. So I just appreciate that from you, ladies. And so if you have one second, just click the five star button. If you have five seconds, please just write me an awesome, beautiful comment that just helps encourage me because it's just kept me going on this, even though I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) So with that, I'm going to pray us out. Thank you, King Jesus, for all these beautiful women on here. Thank you for filling our minds with positive words, positive affirmations that you speak over us, that speak life into us, that we can stand on as a promise that no matter our size, no matter our achievement, no matter what we're doing or our imperfections, that we can stand on your word because it never changes. It's always the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that you don't measure us by appearances or imperfections, that you love us no matter what. And we just thank you that you help these women see themselves and speak to themselves like you would speak to us, that you would pour out love. You pour out love and kindness and grace over us. And so we just pray that we can pour that same love and kindness and grace over ourselves in the way that we speak and the way that we treat ourselves and the way that we talk to ourselves. And we just thank you for the courage to be able to stand in the mirror and say, I love you just the way that you would see us when you would talk to us. We just pray for that courage to speak to ourselves. And we cast out all enemy thoughts, any negative thoughts that come against us, I pray that there's red flags that pop up in all these ladies' minds, red flags that pop up so they know that it's not a view and it's not a godly thought, that it is a a thought of the enemy and that it's not ours and it's not for us. And give us the discernment to cast those thoughts down 
and to pour into us positive affirmations and life-giving thoughts because you want us to live, live and walk out being fearfully and wonderfully made because that's who you've made us to be. That's who you've created us to be. And so we thank you. We thank you for creating us that way. And we thank you for leading and guiding us through this process and through this path to loving ourselves, to positive thoughts, to casting out these negative thoughts. We thank you for leading us there. We thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit to pour into our minds all the amazingness about us and all of the uniqueness about us. And we thank you for taking away the worry and the fear and the anxieties of our imperfections. And God, we just pray that you highlight those things as a strength for us, that we can see it as a strength, that we can see it as we can see it in positive light, that we can see that it's a uniqueness about us, unique as our fingerprints that you've given us, that it's who we are and it's okay to be who we are because you created us and you made us the way that we are. And so we just thank you for that in Jesus name. Amen. Awesome, ladies. This episode was so fun. I will see you next time. Bye.